Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. popular ballad of the 1930s. What a sweet song it was, too. And all of us from time to time see someone in our dreams. And it doesn't always have to be someone whom we yearn to hold in our arms, either. After all, dreaming is not the exclusive pastime of lovers. Haters can be pretty good dreamers, too. Slow down, Helen. Slow down. Why? I'm going to let her out. Oh, you're going too fast. The whole road to ourselves. Oh, look. Up ahead. Someone walking. Oh, we'll be crazy enough to walk through the tunnel. Helen, it's, it's Richard. Richard? It can't be. It is. It's Richard. And let's pick him up. No, I've got a better idea. Let's kill him. mystery drama, Dreamers and Killers, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Marion Seldes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Tick-tock goes the clock that regulates the days of your life. And every day has 24 hours... 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds. That's exactly what you get. Not a tick more, not a talk less. You can't make the good days longer or the bad days shorter. And when the sun comes up in the morning, you really have no way of knowing, in the ordinary way, what this particular day will bring until the sun goes down again in the evening. Right now it's noon in a rather exclusive and expensive restaurant. So, this is Luisetti. Mm, I hope you like it. Are we celebrating something? Uh, celebrating? No, it's just that you always wanted to have lunch here. Did I? I never said so. Well, I assumed you always wanted to have lunch here. Well, why should you make that assumption? You know, I'm not particularly impressed by these places. Yes, I suppose that's true. Everything on the menu has a rather intimidating Italian name. When you ask the waiter what it is, it usually turns out to be stew. A hamburger. Now, that isn't entirely true. Um, shall we order? Everything is frightfully expensive, Richard. Oh, hang the expense for once. It isn't as if we were paupers. We both have good jobs. Why do you always make me feel guilty every time I want to spend a buck? What do you say we don't order? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made that remark. Well, you did, so let's discuss it. No, Helen, let's not discuss it. Let's not have one of those long, torturous, psychological discourses. The word is torturous. Torturous refers to physical pain. Tortuous means twisted, devious, labyrinth. Okay, okay. I, I only said it because I'm angry. With me? No. With me. Why? Because of what I'm about to do. I'm going to say something that will not be pleasant for either of us. Well, what's that? I want to break our engagement. Oh. 
Why? Because I am no longer in love with you. Period. Exclamation point. And that's it. And so you brought me here to tell me because you thought it might somehow soften the blow? I don't know what I thought. Is there someone else? That's irrelevant. Is there? Yes. But I would have come to this conclusion anyhow. Is she younger? Now, that really has nothing to do with it. Is she? Yes. And I dare say she's not as thrifty where your money is concerned. Helen, we have to leave her out of it. Well, you brought her into it. Yes, I brought her into it because... Because, as I say, I just fell out of love with you. Why did you fall out of love with me, Richard? How do I know why? What's love? Do we really know why we fall in or out? No, I suppose not. And as far as you're concerned, you're out. Cutting through to the heart of the matter, yes. Then that's the end of it. I'm sorry, Helen. I'm not your typical Lothario. Or even atypical. It isn't my style to make and break engagements. Actually, this is the first time I've ever done either. And we've been engaged for five years. I know that's a long time, and... Well, neither of us is getting any younger. Especially me. But better now than later. Uh, Ellen. Yes, Richard. Better now. Oh, you're really being very understanding. You probably planned it this way. You arranged to take me to the fanciest place in town. How could I start a scene here? Helen, you'd be the same way in a hamburger joint. Oh, strip away the pretensions. They're all hamburger joints. Helen, I... I don't deserve to be let off this easily. There are two kinds of people in this world, Richard. Those who get what they deserve and those who don't. Well, I certainly don't deserve this consideration on your part. You're being very sweet under these circumstances. I, I, I just wish I knew what to say. You've already said it all. No. There's one loose end. What's that? Your pride. We'll have to say something about this at the school. Why? Well, everybody knows we were engaged. So, why, why don't I say you're the one who broke it? Well, that's very thoughtful of you. Actually, I can give you a, a, a rationale. Can you? Well, look at it this way. I'm a football coach. And you teach not just mathematics, but higher mathematics. Since we both make diagrams on blackboards, we thought that would give us something in common. But, well, after a while... Five years. Yes. You just... Well, you decided that wasn't enough. What do you think? Why don't we order? Order? Breaking engagements is hard work. It builds up an appetite. Let me see. I think I'll have the spaghetti marinara. Oh, now, Helen, did you order that because it's the cheapest thing on the menu? Nothing in this place is cheap. But that's the least expensive. Oh, all right, Richard, if it'll make you feel any better. I'll have the steak pizzola. Now you're talking. What's a seven-letter word for fool, Joanne? Idiot. No. That's five letters. That doesn't fit. But it fits you, Helen. <clears throat> Do you want to put up some tea? Well, why did you let him get away with it? He wasted five years of your life. I wasn't doing anything anyhow. Well, you should make him pay for it. He tried to be decent about it. Ha! Tell me more. Look, he was thinking of me. He wants everyone to know that I'm the one who called it off. He was thinking of himself. He could lose his job. How could he lose his job? <laughs> Old Mossbach Myers. 
He won't stand for what he calls shenanigans among members of his teaching staff. Joanne Richard can't be fired. Why not? You know, why not? He has tenure. Oh, that's not how Mossback does it. He makes your life so miserable you can't wait to quit. No, I want to be civilized about this. It wasn't his fault. He just fell out of love. That's all. These things happen. You're being very philosophical about it. Do I have any choice? It just isn't normal. What isn't? Your reaction. Well, what do you want? <laughs> At least let your true feelings come out. But show a little anger. What good would that do? Well, if it were me, I'd... I'd feel like killing him. Would you? Really? Kill him? Really kill him? <laughs> you mean walk up to him with a gun and put a bullet or two through his heart? Oh, no. No, I wouldn't have to. What does that mean? I wouldn't have to do it in reality. Because I would have already done it a hundred times in my imagination. So, the pressure would be off me. Pressure? Oh, come on. Don't tell me there's not something boiling inside you. Under that smooth, calm, peaceful exterior. Under that smooth, calm, peaceful exterior? There's a smooth, calm, peaceful interior. You want to keep kidding yourself? It's a free country. I think I've got it. What? A seven-letter word for fool. Jackass. anywhere. Where would you want to go? Anywhere. Except back to sleep. Oh, Helen, sooner or later, you'll have to go back to sleep. I know. I know, but later I'd be able to handle it. Right now, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm frightened. Of what? Nothing. Everything. I'll sit here and talk with you. Oh, you've got a long day tomorrow, Joanne. It's all right. I, I'm just being silly. We both need our rest. Helen... Waking from a nightmare is like <laughs> falling from a horse. You, you just have to get right back to it again. Are you sure you'll be okay? Yes, sure, okay. Good night. I'll listen to some music. That'll help get me back to sleep. Well, good night. Good night. Music. afraid you wouldn't show up. Why shouldn't I show up? It's my party, isn't it? Sure. Wasn't it great of old Mossback Myers to throw us one? I mean, a break the engagement party? <laughs> the old gent's human after all. Get me a drink. A drink? 
Helen, you don't drink. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. I suppose you were kind of a, a stiff. Was I? What's the difference? That's all water under the bridge anyhow. Yes. And the water looks beautiful tonight, doesn't it? The way the moon is reflected on the river. I always envied old Moss back his home right on the bank. Are you going to get me that drink? Oh, yeah, sure. I really need it. You need a drink? What for? To build up courage for what I'm going to do. Wait. On second thought, that would be false courage. I don't need a drink to do it. But do what, Helen? Push you into the river. What are you talking about? Right off the pier! Thank you. I was going to ask if you'd slept well, but I can see that you didn't. More bad dreams? I dreamed that I tried to drown Richard. What a lovely idea. Did you? I think so. How did you do it? I pushed him into the river. Did he go under? Well, he can't swim. Well, that's one way to get revenge. Oh, come on, Joanne. Who wants revenge? Joanne, mind if I join you? Why not, Richard? You very seldom have lunch with us here in the faculty cafeteria. Unless well, Helen knows, Joanne, I like to bring something from home. But you didn't today. No, I was... I'm very upset. But what, Richard? Oh, Helen, I was almost the victim of a tragedy last night. Oh, that's too What bad. happened? I almost drowned. What? what did you say? I was down at the Riverside Dock, and I was standing near the edge... And for some reason, I simply fell into the water. And you know I can't swim a stroke. Then how come you're here to tell the tale? Why didn't you drown? Well, by the neatest stroke of luck or, or, or fate or coincidence, call it what you will, a tugboat happened to be passing by, and they threw me a line. This was last night, Richard? Yes. About one in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. And where was our heroine, Helen, at one in the morning? Why asleep in bed? But why do we even ask that question? It's obvious that Helen couldn't have had anything to do with it, at least not in the ordinary way. We will return with matters ordinary and extraordinary shortly when I present Act Two. the ancient Greek philosopher is a revelation from the gods. A dream, said a modern Viennese psychiatrist, is the forerunner of our heart's desire. And of course, there was an English writer who said that a dream could be nothing more than an undigested bit of roast beef. So it's like everything else, isn't it? You pay your money and you take your choice. You fell into the river last night, Richard? Yes, I, I fell off the Riverside Dock. What were you doing on the Riverside Dock at that hour? I, 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 I just happened to be there. You just happened to be at the Riverside Dock? Well, uh, yes. That sounds peculiar to me. I'm sure I don't owe you any explanation, Joanne. Well, excuse me. Well, fact of the matter is, I happened to be there with my fiancé. My new fiancé. Oh, how romantic. Helen, did he ever take you to the Riverside Dock? Yeah, I, I just don't understand how it happened. 
We were standing there just looking at the water and... And? and? I just fell in. Did your new fiancé push you in by any chance? No. Although... Although? No. I couldn't have been Louise. Ah, her name is Louise. Why should she want to push me in? But somebody did push you in. Well, we were standing there just looking at each other. Oh, how sweet. When I felt as if... As if? Oh, no, it's impossible. I felt as if somebody just sneaked up behind me and gave me a shove. And the very next thing I knew, I was splashing about in the water. Louise started to scream, and that attracted the attention of a passing tugboat. Oh, how fortunate. But are you all right, Richard? Well, I had a pretty good scare, Helen. And I think I caught a cold. But I'm all right, I guess. And Louise, did she see anybody? Joanne, this isn't supposed to be an inquisition. Poor Louise. After she screamed, she just fainted away. And nobody pushed her in? Now, I'm not even sure anyone pushed me in. So near and yet so far. Well... Look at the time. I'll be late for a meeting with my assistant coaches. I tell you, it was a narrow escape. See you tonight, Helen? What? Oh, I guess it's hard to break the habit of five years. I mean, well, I'll see you around. Yes, Richard. I'll see you around. Do you suppose you'll see him around 1, 1.30 a.m.? What are you talking about? Well, that's about when you saw him last night. Tell me, did you really sneak down to the dock and push him in? What are you saying, Joanne? Did you? That's, that's ridiculous. No, it, it just sounds ridiculous, Helen. He doesn't have to be ridiculous. Why would I want to push him in the water? You want to kill him. I don't want to kill him. Perhaps not consciously. Not even unconsciously. How can you talk such nonsense? You know I was home all night. How do you account for the fact that you dreamed you pushed him into the river and at that very same time, somebody did push him? Well, he's not sure that's the way it happened. He probably slipped and fell in. What are you trying to say? Why don't we just let it go? Yes, let's do that. And we'll see what, if anything, happens tonight. I think I'll make some coffee. You've already had three or was it four cups since dinner? I know. But you can't drink all that coffee and still expect to get any sleep tonight. Oh, oh, oh I see. What? You don't want to go to sleep. Why? Why wouldn't I want to go to sleep? I think you're afraid you're going to try to kill him again. Oh, that's nonsense. Well, no, I don't know about you, but... Uh, 6 a.m. is going to roll around much too quickly. Joanne, <sighs> this nightmare I had where I pushed him into the water, it, it's ridiculous. Sure. Hey, hey, I, I was just trying to have a little fun. That's all. He may have fallen out of love with me, but... But I'm still in love with him. That's why I wouldn't want to kill him. It could also be the reason why you would want to kill him. Oh, well. Time to turn in. No, I... I think I'll just sit here and listen to some music. Sure. Sure. I'm still in love with him. Maybe he'll change his mind. He has to change his mind. He can never find anyone who loves him as much as I do. As much as... As much as I do. 
I bought it. You bought this? You want to see the papers? I can't get over it. Hop in. Oh, I've never been one of these in my life. Where would you like to go? Oh, I don't care. But we're heading for the throughway, where I can really let her out. We'll turn here and take the tunnel. Hey, there's somebody walking up ahead. Walking? Yes, walking. Oh, who'd be walking in the tunnel? He'd have to be crazy. Richard. Richard? Can't you recognize him? You're right. It is Richard. And we got to stop and pick him up. No, no. I've got a better idea. What? Let's kill him. What did you just say? You heard me. Kill him? <laughs> I'll never have a better chance. Besides, he has no business being here. It'll be his own fault. <laughs> no. Helen. Helen, don't. See, he's starting to run. Helen. Fool. He has no place to go. Does he think he can outrun me? Run him faster, Richard. Fall down, Helen. Helen, don't. Coming to the end of the tunnel. And once we emerge, he can save himself by jumping over the ramp. Look, see, he's trying to make it. But he can't. He can't. <laughs> Game's over, Richard. Game's over. No! Helen. Helen. Wake up. Wake up. Do you know what time it is? It's six o'clock in the morning. Here. Let me turn this thing off. We've been sitting here all night. I shouldn't have even went to bed. Oh, why did you wake me? I was having such a wonderful dream. Wonderful? What am I saying? I don't know. What are you saying? What did you dream? Well, you ought to know you were there. Where? In the dream with me. Helen, do you know what you're talking about? I dreamed that I killed Richard. Again? How? I dreamed that I had this fantastic new sports car. You had a sports car? The whole idea of sports cars goes against your concept of sensible, energy-saving, basic transportation. In my dream, a sports car was something I'd always wanted. Oh, really? Hmm. Maybe we're getting to know the real Helen. This one cost... Oh, I've seen it in the ads. Forty, fifty, fifty thousand dollars. Anyway, in my dream, I had Richard trapped in the tunnel... And I ran him down. Did you really get him this time? I don't see how I could have missed him. But you woke me up. Oh, I'm sorry. Joanne. What if... What if... What? You know what? Well, let's go to school and find out. He should be at football practice. Do you see him? No. All right. I want the defense up at that end of the field. And the offense down here. Get ready for a scrimmage in five minutes. And I want to see you guys hit. There he is. Look. His arm. It's in a sling. Oh, no. What do you think happened? I'm afraid to ask him. Oh, do you want me to ask him? He's coming this way. Let, let him tell us. Hello, Ellen. Joanne? What happened to your arm, Richard? Yeah, I was crossing the street. What, what time was it? It was late, about 11 o'clock. Yes? Louise and I had gone to the movies. I guess I wasn't watching where I was going. I stepped off the curb and this car came barreling along. But he... 
It didn't hit you? No. Something, some sixth sense, seemed to warn me. Oh? Huh? He came this close. But your arm. I jumped back, but I fell down, and I landed on my wrist. The doctor says it isn't fracture, just badly sprained. That's good. I mean, in the sense that things could have been worse. Oh, yes, a lot worse. Boy, I hope that this is the end of it. End of what? Oh, I don't know. This thing last night and the night before, I almost drowned. How do you account for two things like that in a row? I wouldn't know. Poor Louise. I can tell you she's a nervous wreck. Yes, poor Louise. Yeah, well, I, I've got to get back to work. Excuse me. All right. We're going to practice a two-minute drill. What time's it getting to be? 11 o'clock news just went off. Which means it's bedtime. Yes, I suppose so. Tell me, what are you going to do to him tonight? Oh, I wish you wouldn't say that. Why not? It's true, isn't it? I don't want to do anything to him. Oh, you only want to drown him and run him down? What's left? I bear him no malice. Tell that to your subconscious. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. To sleep? For chance to dream? And with that assist from Mr. Shakespeare, we shall ring down the curtain on our second act. Once again, we face the age-old question which concerns the relationship between dream and reality. And once again, pursuit of the question does not lead us to answers, but only to further questions. One way or another, the problem should be resolved in its proper place, which is Act 3, shortly.
filled with dreams. The good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. And to each of us, one of those is sent. Or do we, in some fashion, choose our own? There are those who say that events shape our dreams. And those who say that our dreams shape events. Which is it? Or does it all amount to the same thing in the long run? I do believe it's past my bedtime. What about you, Helen? Get that look off your face. What look? As if you're a spectator in an ancient Roman arena, waiting to see some spilling of blood. I'm just going to ask you the usual question. How are you going to try to kill him tonight? Excuse me. I am going to sleep. I don't want to sleep. I don't, I don't want... Lieutenant. Sir. You will assemble a firing party and carry out the verdict of the court. Yes, sir. Execution is being conducted by order of the general court-martial. Helen. You have been tried and found guilty of treason. Helen, you can't shoot me. You betrayed your country. That's not why I was sentenced to die. I'm being executed because I betrayed you. Please, Helen, save me. Save me. Do you wish to be blindfolded? Helen, save me. Do you want a cigarette? Helen, you know I don't smoke. Have you any last words? Uh Yes, don't kill me. Firing party, ready, Helen. Aim, please, fire! No! Uh, uh, oh, oh, just, just a minute, Helen. There's somebody at the door. Yes, yes. I'm, oh, I'm coming. Three in the morning. Who is it? It's me, Richard. Richard. What does he want? Please, Helen. Let me come in. What was supposed to happen to him tonight? I shot him. Oh, no, no. Please, Helen. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh, Helen, I know I don't have the right to come here, but I'm afraid to be alone, and I have nowhere else to go. Well, how about your new fiancé? What's her name? Louise. She's in the hospital. What happened to her? She's in shock. It was awful. We were in this hamburger place for a late snack. Really? But you have to watch your diet. I ate the burger without the bun. Yes? These two masked men walked in. They had these stocking masks over their faces. And each one held a revolver in his hand. They demanded money from the counterman. Evidently, he didn't give it quickly enough, and they started shooting. Just like that? It was terrible. Suddenly, bullets were flying. And at that moment, a police car passed by. And the cops stopped and began firing, too. Poor Louise. She fainted and fell to the floor. Just look at my ear. It's bandaged. Yeah, I was grazed by a flying bullet. Don't ask me whose. Just a fraction of an inch to the right, and I would have been killed. (gasps) It was the narrowest escape I ever had. And I've had a couple that were buttes lately. Yes, I know. It was all over in less time than it takes to tell you about it. I, I dropped Louise off at the hospital, but I went home. I was so nervous, I just couldn't be alone. I had to go somewhere. You could have gone to stay with one of your assistant coaches or one of your football heroes. Oh, no, never. I'm a completely different person out on that football field. Strong, 
Tough. Decisive. I couldn't let any of them see me like this. Nervous. Frightened. It would destroy my whole image. Can I stay here, Helen, please? All right. Lie down on the couch. Get, get a blanket, Johan. Would you like something to drink? I think we have some brandy. Well, I, I'd rather have a glass of warm milk, if it's convenient. Warm milk? All right. You're a wonderful person, Helen. Truly a wonderful person. I hope that one day you'll find a man who's really worthy of you. I hope so, too. What's on the late show tonight? You've seen it no fewer than 12 times. Well, maybe there's one... Reruns, repeats, and a curling match from northern Scotland. <laughs> there's no help for it, Helen. You simply have to go to sleep. I'm frightened, Joanne. Why should you be frightened? It's not just that I dream of killing him, but... But? Well, evidently the dream seems to possess some malignant power. <laughs> malignant power? Listen to her. That's true. I dream that I push him into the water. He falls into the water. I dream I run him down with a car. He's almost run down by a car. <laughs> I dream I'm an army officer in charge of a firing party that executes him. And he's almost shot and killed in a holdup. You realize if this were 300 years ago in Salem, I'd be burned as a witch. I'll keep your secret. I've got to stop this. Each time he's come closer and closer to being killed. But sooner or later, by the law of averages... How can I stop dreaming that I'm killing him? Stop wanting to kill him. But I don't want to kill him, I tell you. You do. You feel used, betrayed, and cast aside. Oh, stop being so dramatic. What do they say? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That's what we have here. Why don't you go to bed? I will. Wake me up if things get interesting. <laughs> Richard again? Drove down to the dock. He wasn't there, so I couldn't push him in. Then I drove through the tunnel. But he wasn't there, so I couldn't run him down. <laughs> Open the glove compartment. Tell me what you see. It's a gun. Yes, it's a Colt 45 automatic that can really do the job. Helen! <laughs> what are you going to do now? Oh, just cruise around and look for what might be called targets of opportunity. I hope you get him this time, Helen. I really do. It's becoming a strain on the nerves. Look. Where? There are two stores from the corner. A pet shop. What about it? Come on. Now, look at that. In the window, in the glass cage. What does it say? Uh, King Cobra. Imported from India. That's right. Let's go inside. What are you going to do? What do you think? Yes. That king cobra in the window. Yes. 
Is it for sale? Oh, yes. But, but are you allowed to sell poisonous snakes? I want to buy it. I'll take the snake. Helen, Helen, think about what you're doing. Oh, I have. I've thought about it very carefully. Helen? What are you going to do? Here's his bedroom window. Now, let me see if I can pry it open. Helen, if anyone sees us, we can be arrested. They'll think we're prowlers. Now, let me just point the door of this cage into the room and slowly lift the latch. Helen? My friend, the cobra, slew this right out. Now, I'd better close the window shut. What did you just do? <laughs> Saw what I did. Mr. King Cobra will make himself at home in Richard's bedroom. But when Richard comes home and opens his bedroom door... There'll be someone to greet him. Guess who? Helen? Helen? Wake up. Mm. Oh, do you want to sleep all day? Oh, what time is it? Twelve o'clock noon. Oh, I'll be late for school. Late? I've already missed half a day of school. Relax, relax. It's Saturday. Oh. Oh, even so, you shouldn't have let me oh, sleep. Oh, I didn't have the heart to wake you. You were so sound asleep. Besides, I didn't want to interrupt anything. Are you talking about... Oh. What happened? Did you get him this time? I don't see how I could have missed. What did you do? Well, you should know you were there. Oh, I forgot. Just dreaming. Well, I... I used a poisonous snake. How poisonous? A king cobra. Uh-oh. You want to answer it, Joanne? It's probably for you. I suppose so. You have to face it, Helen. I know. Hello? Yes? I'm Helen Wisniewski. Who are you? Yes. Oh, I'll be right there. Is he? He's in the hospital. He was bitten by a poisonous snake. I don't believe it. Richard, look at you. Oh, no, don't look at me. I must look terrible. What happened? Louise and I, we went to the zoo, and we were in the reptile house. Oh. And there was this king cobra in a glass cage, big, ugly thing. He kept hitting his head against the glass as if he wanted to get out. I said to the keeper or the guard, he's going to break that thing. And the keeper or the guard laughed. It's the world's strongest glass, he said, specially made. It would turn back a bullet. And just as he said that, suddenly the snake's head crashed through that glass. And it bit me. It bit you? Yes. It bit me. But the bite of a king cobra is supposed to be almost instant death. Why aren't you dead? I'm almost dead. But they say I'll recover. You see, from time to time, they milk the snakes. Milk them? Yeah, that's what they call removing the poison. They use it for medical things, you know. Anyhow, they'll just... Milt, this one, fortunately, and he hadn't built up his new supply yet. What I'm really suffering from is shock. Oh, 
And Louise just fainted dead away. Mm, I understand she usually does. She, uh, she also did something else. She broke our engagement. Oh? Did she? Yes. She said if she hangs around with me any longer, she'll be sure to get killed. She called me a jinx. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Richard. So, I was thinking, do you suppose we could just forget everything that happened this past week? Forget? Why not? It was just a temporary aberration. Was it? I'm willing to be engaged again. Are you? Sure. We do have five years together, and, well, that's an investment. But there are all kinds of investments, good and bad. You yourself said that, well, you're not getting any younger, and so... And so, you are willing to do me a favor. Well, Helen, there aren't exactly a hundred guys who are trying to get you on the telephone. You're kind of quiet and... Maybe there aren't a hundred guys trying to get me on the telephone right now. But that doesn't mean there won't be later. And I may be kind of quiet, but that doesn't mean I can't learn how to make noise. Helen, what's gotten into you? Power, Richard. Call it power. I've never seen you this way. No, and you're not going to see very much more of me either. I've got power, Richard. Power? I never knew it. Me, shy, timid, frightened Helen Wisniewski. The skinny little girl with a pale string of yellow hair who wore thick glasses and never went out on dates. I've got power. I've got the power to kill. To, to kill? Yes. Oh, but you're safe from now on. I don't love you. And I don't hate you. You're out of my mind, out of my heart, out of my dreams. Stand on docks, cross the street against the lights, eat at late-night places, tap on the glass cage of the poisonous snakes. You are safe, as far as I'm concerned. What are you saying? Why should I use my power to kill people? I'll use it to make myself somebody. Somebody important. Somebody... Beautiful. Somebody who's admired and wanted, loved. But, Helen, I see it now. You... you are important. And... and beautiful. And I admire you. And... want you and... love you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. But I expect I can do a lot better. And she did. Yes, she married a very handsome, intelligent, wealthy man. Which proves what? Quite simply, most of our problems exist in the mind. Beauty, as they say, is in the eye of the beholder. And the most important beholder of all of us is the one who looks in the mirror. But before you go off to look in the mirror, wait for some words of wisdom when I return shortly. If you'd like to take advantage of the current high interest rates in today's money market, but want your money available when you need it, take a moment now to call this toll-free number, 800-228-5000. Ask the operator to send you information on Dreyfus Liquid Assets. 
Find out just how much income growth you can get from one of the world's largest money market mutual funds. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, you have the advantage of making withdrawals by phone or paying larger bills with free redemption checks and continue earning high yields compounded daily till your check clears. You can put money in or take it out anytime with never a sales charge or a penalty. But call now, 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee, charges, and expenses. 800-228-5000. Study the prospectus carefully before you invest and learn how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share from today's high interest rates. 800-228-5000. Toll free, 800-228-5000. important question that may have been raised by our story, and that is, can the dreams of one person influence not just his own actions, but the actions of another as well? Well, in a real sense, it does happen. The benevolent and the malignant dreams of saints and sinners throughout history have determined the fate of the world. You can say that Columbus's dream became America's reality. And didn't every public event begin as someone's private dream? Our cast included Marion Seldes, Gordon Gould, and Diana Kirkwood. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Here's one of Laura's house slippers. I use it for comparison with plastic casts of footprints from the uh, murder scene. Splendid. Give it to me, please. Uh, it's uh, it's all bloodstained. Much the better. Now, I go back to that night of April 3rd. Yes, I see it. What? I see the blood. Now, a face. Yes, I see long, black, curly hair, a very pale face, a sad, droopy mouth, pale blue eyes, almost white. It is the face of the murderer. Wait, 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 wait a minute. That that sounds like Stevie Harrison. He is your murderer. No way. Not not Stevie. He 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 couldn't kill anyone. Well, well I've known Stevie since the day he was born. Yes, and... my dear Sheriff. But have you read the fellow's mind? This is Tommy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant... Thank you.